Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to Episode 9 of Season 5 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Today we bring you two great comedy sitcoms slash variety shows, Duffy's Tavern, starring Ed Gardner and Eddie Green, and Meet Me at Parkies, starring Harry Einstein as Nick Parkiacarcus, as well as Sheldon Leonard, Elliot Lewis, and Betty Rhodes. Sit back and enjoy the January 19, 1955 broadcast of Duffy's Tavern and the August 12, 1945 broadcast of Meet Me at Parkies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Duffy's Tavern. Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Where do you eat meat to eat? Archie the manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Tonight, Linda Darnell. And brother, would I love to fence her in. <laughs> yeah, Duffy. Dark, you know, alluring, lovely face, gorgeous figure, beautiful legs, and get with it all, a certain something that attracts men. <laughs> yeah, a wonderful girl, Duffy, you know, the, the kind of a girl you want to take home to your mother. Well, who else could you trust? Well, you know, last week for selling the most war bonds, I was elected king at a policeman's ball, so, uh... I'm going to ask Linda to go with me as me queen. Huh? King can do no wrong, huh? Well, then we'll just hold hands. I'll call you back, Duffy. So long. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Duffy's Tavern. Come in and meet Finnegan, Eddie the waiter, Miss Duffy, our singer Bob Graham, Reed Feet Reeves and his orchestra, our special guest tonight, Linda Darnell, and Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Uh, good evening, Miss Duffy. Hey, what's cooking, good looking? Oh, Finnegan, you're such a kidder. Uh, well, a guy can't help it uh, when he's got a natural wit. Uh, say, by the way, did you hear about the fight in Chimabaka's bakery? A fight? What happened? Two rolls got fresh. <laughs> Anything could start a fight in that crazy Schimmelbacher. Oh, uh, I guess I'm too subtle for her. That's what it is. Hey, Miss Duffy, where's Archie tonight? Oh, he's in the back room primping himself up. You know, he's going to ask Linda Darnell to go to the policeman's ball. Uh, Linda Darnell! Oh, boy! Linda Darnell! <laughs> you too. Honestly, Finnegan, sometimes you act just like a man. You men. You get so excited just because a person is in the movie. That's not true, Miss Duffy. Last week, did I get excited about Boris Karloff? But uh, he's a member of the opposite sex. In that case, why didn't he get excited over me? But, Finnegan, what I'm trying to tell you is... Uh, I beg your just... pardon, but uh, would you people mind moving your conversation to another table as a customer trying to sleep under this one? Hi, Ellie. Uh, did you hear about the fight in Chimelbacher's bakery? Did them two rolls get fresh again? <laughs> Daddy, please, you're supposed to ask me what happened in Chimelbacher's. Okay, what happened? Uh, did them two rolls get fresh again? <laughs> Pardon me, is this a private hen party or can anybody lay an egg? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, Arch. <gasps> What are you sniffing at, Finnegan? Hey, you smell pretty. Well, I just tinctured myself up with a little cologne. You know, with a dame like Linda Darnell coming down here, I naturally want to give myself a good aroma. Miss Archie, aroma ain't built in a day. (laughs) 
on now. Just a second, Archie. I know that smell. Were you using my perfume, my white shoulders? Oh, it's just a little bit of dead behind each ear. With your ears, that's a lot of perfume. <laughs> that's right, Eddie. That's very expensive perfume. White shoulders. And he puts it behind his ears. Well, it's cold in that back room. I didn't want to take my shirt off. <laughs> hey, Arch, I hear you're going to take Linda Darnell to the policeman's ball. Yep. Uh, Linda Darnell, Finnegan. And wait till them bulls see them calves. <laughs> Boy, you certainly are lucky. You know, I love brunettes. You do, huh? Yeah. You can trust them more than blonde. You know, a blonde could be bleached. Well, a brunette could be dyed. So what? We all got to go sometime. <laughs> now, that's one thing about Linda Finnegan. She is completely au naturel, you know, her own hair, her own complexion. Her own complexion. What's the idea to the super silly laugh? I happen to see a picture of that natural beauty endorsing pancake makeup. Where? Right here, in my behind-the-scenes in Hollywood magazine. Here on the back cover. Let's see. Linda Darnell, gorgeous screen beauty, wears nothing but camp pancake makeup. Very interesting. <laughs> Thank goodness I don't have to wear pancake makeup. Actually, one don't have to wear pancake when one is already battered. <laughs> yeah, let me look at that picture again. Oh, boy, look at that Donnell in a bathing suit. Hmm? What a beautiful endorsement. Say, artist, could I have that picture? What do you want, for Finnegan? I want to draw a mustache on it. <laughs> ah, that Finnegan. That Finnegan, always the artist. Well, 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 good evening, boys, good evening. Well, Officer Clancy, the shank of the evening to you. Uh, come here, Clancy. Uh, yeah, take a look at this picture. Oh, who is that? This is the dame that I'm taking to the policeman's ball. Well, pack me a nice and card me shaky. What's her name? There it is right there. Can't you read? If I could, I'd be a sergeant. <laughs> well, it's uh, Linda Darnell. Quite a dish, huh, Clancy? Oh, beautiful. Archie, she reminds me of the pretty little Carleen that stood beside me on my wedding day. She, too, was dark and lovely. And you married her, huh, Clancy? How could I? I just finished marrying my wife. <laughs> oh, well, that's a tough break, Clancy. <laughs> Excuse me. Hello? Uh, oh, how are you? Huh? Well, just a second, I'll ask him. Uh, Clancy, a friend of mine here wants to know what time will the policeman's ball be over? Oh, it usually lasts about 3 a.m. Thanks. Hello? You got until about 3 a.m. Okay. Who is that? Fred Face Clifford, the safe cracker. <laughs> oh, yes, a very good friend of mine. Yeah, I've sent him up the river three or four times. That's a nice friendship. Archie, how sure are you now that you can get this Linda Dardanelle to come to the bar? Just as sure as I am that you're a thick-headed cop, Clancy. Well, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Give me that phone. Okay. Hello, Sergeant? This is Clancy. Clancy. C.L. Er, Clancy, the patrolman. I'm up here at Duffy's Tavern. Now, just a second, Sergeant, you're wrong. They know me better than to offer me a drink. And you know me better than to think I'd buy one. I was, listen here. I was going to tell you that I was talking to Archie about the ball, and I got great news for you. Who do you think that Archie is bringing? None other than that famous movie actress. Uh, what was her name again, Archie? Linda Darnell. Oh, yes. Linda Darnell herself. Oh, too bad we didn't have it on the posters. But you can still give it to the newspaper. Well, yes, that'll be fine, Sergeant. Goodbye now. Uh, just a second, Clancy. You think you should uh, let him put it in the newspapers? Well, why not? She'll be there, won't she? 
Well, yeah, but you know, uh, accidents can happen. Yes, they certainly can. And they can happen to anybody. She better be there. I'll see you later, Archie. Okay, Flatfoot. Oh, boy, Eddie. <clears throat> when I walk in as king of the cops ball with Linda Darnell, am I going to be a hot shot? If you walk in without Linda Darnell, you're going to be a pot shot. <laughs> Don't be silly, Eddie. She ain't going to turn me down. Okay, you know best, but somehow or other, I still hear a little voice inside of me shouting, Short live the king. <laughs> Eddie, don't be such a skeptic, will you? You know very well, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's handling dames. Yes, if there's one thing you're good at. Eddie, if you're going to take the words out of my mouth, please take all of them. Hello, Archie. Uh, well, Bob Graham, how are you, Bob? Well, Bob, I'm glad to see you. Congratulations. Bob, shall we tell him now? Okay, Mr. Bailey. Hey, repeat, give me a call. Guests of Duffy's Tavern, we are pleased to announce that in a poll conducted by the Daily Trojan of the University of Southern California, the editors of over 300 college newspapers have chosen Bob Graham as the outstanding singing discovery of 1944. Gee, Bob, I didn't notice. Congratulations. Thanks, Archie. And, and Arch, you don't know the best part. He's going to be given the award by Linda Darnell. Linda Darnell, huh? Sure. Why did you think she was coming down here tonight? Oh. <laughs> oh. Excuse it, stop. Hmm. Arch, this ought to be a great night for the kid, huh? Linda Darnell herself giving him the award and probably kissing him on both cheeks. <laughs> Us old bucks won't have much of a chance, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bob, this is a big night. How about singing a song to celebrate? Okay, Mr. Bailey. Hmm. I got a feeling this is going to fly up me ointment. <laughs> Good night, sweet dream. Tomorrow's another day. You know, I've been thinking that with Slender Darnell coming down here, maybe you want to do something about that suit of yours. What's the matter with it? He's pressing, don't it? Uh, look at him shoulders. Here, uh, maybe I can straighten him out. Oh, my goodness, your sleeve has came off. <laughs> but uh, don't worry, kid. Go down to Sam the tailor, and he'll, uh, he'll make it look like a new suit. Tell him I sent you, huh? Okay, give me the sleeve. Fine thing. 
He seems upset. I wonder why. Uh, Eddie, uh, we are really in a predicament. I uh, hope Bob will be back from the tailor in time for Linda to give him the award. Whatever will we do? <laughs> Eddie, I'm afraid that somebody will have to impersonate Bob Graham. I see what you mean. But Bob Graham, don't Miss Darnell know that he's just a college boy? So what? I may have a mature face, but it so happens that I have a student body. <laughs> Besides, that'll be insurance that uh, she will come to the policeman's ball, you see. Wait a minute, here she comes. Ra ra ra, Miss Darnell. Good evening, Bonnie Beautiful. I've been expecting you. You have? Oh, but Nash. Uh, well, I'm looking for Bob Graham. Nash. Uh, can you tell me where to find him? Certainly. Uh, who do you think I am? Are you Bob Graham? I ain't his brother. Father? <laughs> Miss Darnell, I am not old enough to be my own father yet. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just that I thought you were much younger. Oh, I am. But I was told that you were 19. Ah, that's just newspaper talk. I'm really 21. <laughs> 21? Well, please forgive me, but you seem a lot older. Well, that's because I was a premature baby. <laughs> You see, they uh, stuck me in an incubator and some of them jerk interns uh, turned up the heat and it aged me too quick. <laughs> oh, Mr. Graham. Uh, Mr. Graham. Hey, that's you. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Uh, yes, what is it, waiter? Uh, would the lady like something? A uh, good suggestion, waiter. Uh, what would you like, Miss Darnell? Uh, some soup, maybe? Well, how is the soup? Yeah, it must be good. It's been held over for three weeks. <laughs> uh, that's cute. What kind of notices did it get? Obituary. Hmm. Linda, uh, maybe you'd better try something from the grill. Uh, waiter, what looks tasty on a charcoal broiler? The charcoal. <laughs> Just a second. What kind of talk is this for a waiter? Why, if I was managing this place... Now, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait. Now, you don't know nothing about managing this place because you is Bob Graham the singer, right? Right. Well, how do you expect me to know anything about waiting on table? Me, Drew Gallington. <laughs> Eddie, will you get out of here? Okay, old Eli, get out of here. Now, Linda, let's get back to us. Uh, <clears throat> would you, uh, would you like to join me to a prom? My goodness, don't you college boys do anything but go to parties? Well, you know, you've got to have a little fun between curriculums. <laughs> well, then you do study. Oh, but Jeff. <laughs> what courses are you taking? Oh, the regular stuff, you know, chemistry, history, psychology, polygamy. <laughs> English, plain geometry, fancy geometry, diatomy. Do you also study prevarication? Yeah, I'm great at that. It comes easy for me. But now, what about this prom? Will you go with me? When is it? It's. I'm sorry, I'm awfully busy that night. Linda, why are you acting so hard to get? Why are you acting so hard to take? Look, uh, whoever you are, where's Bob Graham? I want to give him his award. Wait a minute. You don't believe that I'm Bob Graham? Not even a reasonable facsimile? Why, this is tantamount. <laughs> it's like calling a rose by a spade. All right. If you really are Bob Graham, how about singing a song? Huh? Well, I would, you know, but I got a bad case of uh, lingerie-itis. <laughs> you know, you get it running around the house in your underwear. 
Well, I'll tell you what. Now, you ask me to go to a prom. I'll do it on one condition. What? Sing a song and prove who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, do you mind if I take just a minute to uh, goggle me, Lonix? Uh, I'll be right with you. Hey. Sing this song, I want you to give me a little background, yeah, I'll see. Are you really going to sing? Well, I'm in a spot, Eddie. She won't go to the cop bull with me unless I can prove I'm Bob Graham. So to prove it, i got to sing. The hard way, huh? Wait a minute, Eddie. It won't be so bad, you know. Maybe I ain't no Graham. No Graham? You is even crummier than the cracker of the same man. <laughs> Never mind the wiseacres, will you? You guys just give me a background. Yeah, okay, I swear with you. Uh, me, 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 no. Uh, That's enough, Finnegan. That's <laughs> enough. That's enough, Finnegan. <laughs> you know, I ain't gonna sound so bad at that. <laughs> oh, uh, Miss Darnell, what, uh, what song would you like to hear? Well, what song do you know? Well, I have a little number that I wrote myself called Leave a Space It. What did you write, the lyrics? I wrote both the words and the lyrics. Well, uh, who did the tune? That I don't know. But it's beautiful. Uh, will you hear it? Uh, I will do it accompanied by the Duffy Mixed Up Choir. Uh, Jack Bailey, Eddie Green, Finnegan, and Miss Duffy. Two and a half wits and a miss. Uh, <clears throat> let's go, huh? Leave us no longer pretend that you are merely a friend. For it is out in a Get holy bus, face it. We're in love. Leave us not flush with no shame. If people bandage your name, choose an all right or we're dreaming. Um, stories like in a twice. Could win a Putzel a prize, leave us facing, we're in love. In some other life we was once man and wife, in an old friend's chapeau we was naked. Archie, what?
What's going on here? Wait a minute. Bob, when did you get back? Look, kid, come here, quick. Let's get in the back room. Let go of my sleeve. Oh, sorry, but Bob, Bob, I, I, I don't want that dame there to see you. Well, that's when the door now. You're nuts. That's a dame from the SPCA. She stops kids from singing. She's out to get you, kid. She says you're too young to sing in public. I'm old enough to sing any place. No more. They raised the age limit on account of Tibbet getting on a hit parade. <laughs> Now, look, kid, you better duck. <clears throat> Quick, oh, too. Just a second. Are you Bob Graham? Yes, I am. Well, thank goodness. I'm Linda Darnell. Bob, I have an award for you. Say, let's get out of this stevedore store club, shall we? Okay. But, Linda, wait a minute. Well, you can't go yet. What about the dance, the prom? you you, you got to go. It's, it's, it's the policeman's ball. Oh, the policeman's ball, huh? Yeah, yeah, sure. If you don't show up, them cops will emaciate me. <laughs> they'll, they'll murder me. They'll kill me. They'll kill you? Certainly. You talk me into it. I'm not going. Come on, Bob. Good night, Archie. Oh. Holy cat. Holy cat. Clang, clang, clang went the nightstick. <laughs> Here I am, king of the policeman's ball and no queen. I got to think of something to tell Clancy. You better think fast, cause here he comes. Well, well, Archie, my boy, Archie, I just came back to tell you that the tickets are going like wildfire. That's great, Clancy. Oh, everybody's buying tickets to see Linda Darnell. Hmm, they are, huh? Why, certainly. Well, now look, Clancy, you, uh, you admit that it is, uh, Eric to be human, huh? Oh, yes. And yes. sometimes there comes a course in a time of, uh, guys' human events. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he makes certain promises that, uh... Archie, Archie, it already says in the paper that she's coming. But, Clancy, you can't believe everything you read in the papers. Archie, you're a nice boy. And I want you to know that there's nothing personal in what I'm about to do. But in behalf of the personnel of the fourth precinct... Oh, Mr. Duffy, Flash, the police department has just overthrown the king. Hide your heart from sight. Lock your dreams at night. It could happen to you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
Morrison's radio, sir. From Hollywood, California, the makers of old gold cigarettes bring you Meet Me at Parkies. Meet Me at Parkies. Yes, everybody meets at Parkies. So come along to Parkies Restaurant and say hello to Opie Gates and his orchestra, David Street, Betty Rose, and our genial host, the star of our show, Park Your Carcass. Dear Dairy, I know it's supposed to be diary, but I got this book from my milk company. <laughs> August 12th, 1945. My, how time flies. Here it is, August the 12th, and it seems that only yesterday was August the 11th. <laughs> well, tomorrow is the last day I've got to pay the $1,000 note I owe the bank. If not, they're going to take away my restaurant. I'm still short. I don't know how much I got, but I know I ain't got $1,000. Well, might as well count up my money and see what I have got. Here's 20, 40, 60, 80, 90, 95, 97, 98, 99. Could have had a dollar if I didn't weigh myself. <laughs> nah, I guess I'll never be rich. So what? Everybody wants to be rich. Are the rich people better off than poor people? You bet your life they are. <laughs> but after all, what are rich people? They're just poor people who got money. Ah, <laughs> uh, let the rich people have their money. It's no shame to be broke. Of course, it's a little bit inconvenient. <laughs> I never did care about money. I always said if I only had a million dollars, I wouldn't care if I didn't have a cent. <laughs> well, it looks like this is my last day in the restaurant. After 18 years, it's going to be hard to leave this place. Oh, hello, David Street. Hiya, Parky. Is it true? I'm afraid it is, David. The bank in Smith's on my paying the $1,000 by tomorrow, so I ain't got it, and it looks like uh, they're going to take away the restaurant. Oh, come on, Parky. Snap out of it. Why, you've been crying. There are tears in your eyes. No, I ain't. I was just eating grapefruit, and it squirted. <laughs> and why are your eyes bloodshot? That's where the cherry hit me. <laughs> Ah, here's my old frying pan, David. I used to use this for fixing eggs. Ah, David, if I only had an egg for every egg I used in this restaurant, I only had a dollar for every egg. <laughs> if I only had a dollar for every egg, I could buy that whole bank. Yes, I'll bet you fried a lot of eggs, Parky. Oh, I didn't only make fried eggs, David. I made all kinds of eggs. We had fried eggs, white eggs, boiled eggs, spoiled eggs, shelled eggs, bird eggs, chopped eggs, wrapped eggs, scrambled eggs, scrambled eggs, scrambled eggs, boiled eggs, hens eggs, turkey eggs, clear eggs, murky eggs. We also had... Big eggs, pale eggs, round eggs, small eggs, fresh eggs, tail eggs, strong eggs, tall eggs, baked eggs, flaked eggs, brown eggs, white eggs, blue eggs, new eggs, wrong eggs, right eggs, deviled eggs, leveled eggs, eggs with stuff. So when it comes to eggs, I think I said enough. Sparky, <laughs> all that talk about eggs has made me hungry. How about fixing a couple of eggs for me right now? Eggs? Who can get eggs? <laughs> oh, hello, Betty Rose. Hiya, Betty. Hello, Parky. Hiya, David. Gee, Parky, you know, I can't realize this is the last day that I'll be working here. Yeah, I can't believe it myself. I'll never forget the first day I opened the restaurant, Betty. I was on my hands and knees all day. Cleaning up the place? No, I dropped a nickel. <laughs> Parky, the reason you're so lovable is that you can joke at a time like this. Oh, why not joke, Betty? It's only money. All right, I worked here like a dog for 18 years, and now they're throwing me out. I'll get another restaurant and I'll work there for another 18 years. Maybe they'll throw me out of there, too. So if they do that ten times, I'll be 180 years old and I won't have to worry. <laughs> no, I don't have to worry because I got an annuity. When I'm 179 years old, they pay me $10 a week for the rest of my life. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Parky, I feel so sorry for you. Now, look, kids, I can't give you very much to remember me by. I... Betty, I haven't even got this week's salary to pay you, but I'll get it for you, I promise. Oh, you don't owe me a cent, Parky. And I only feel terrible because I haven't been able to help you. Betty, I, I want you to take this. I didn't know what to get you, so I bought you a book. I want you to have it, and every time you read it, maybe you'll think of your old friend, Parky. I wrote something in it. Well, isn't that sweet of you? Let me see it. To Betty, for all the nice things she has done, 
Love, Parky. Oh, Parky. It's a beautiful story, Betty. I didn't have time to finish it, so I don't know how the story ends. <laughs> you don't know how it ends. Parky, this is a dictionary. <laughs> No wonder I couldn't tell who committed the murder. <laughs> David, I got something for you, too. You see that little frame up there over the cash register? When I opened my restaurant 18 years ago, that's where I put the first dollar I took in, right in that frame. Well, I see the frame, but where's the dollar? I had to spend it to buy the frame. <laughs> now, Betty, I got something else for you. Oh, now, wait a minute, Parker. You've given me enough. Gee, I'd like to give you something to remember me by. Oh, I don't need nothing to remember you by. How could I ever forget you? But if you want to do something, you can sing a song for me. I'd sing a song for you, but I got so much packing to do. That's a good idea, Betty. Why don't you sing till the end of time? That's Parky's favorite tune. I love it. Explain this to me. I can't get it through my head how the bank can take away Parky's ration. Well, it's very simple, Opie. Parky had a note at the bank and he couldn't pay it. Notes? Who cares about notes? Why why don't he be like me and my orchestra? We don't pay no attention to notes. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, so I hear. <laughs> Gee, Betty, I hate to see Parky go. You know, I was just starting to get used to his cooking around here. You know something, Parky is the only man in the world who cooks just like my mother used to. Oh, really? 
Yeah, she used to burn everything, too. <laughs> Say, Opie, have you any plans? Where do you think you'll go? Having a job? Well, I can always do what I did last summer. What'd you do last summer? Nothing. <laughs> Opie, instead of thinking about doing nothing, you should have some get up and go. You know, that's what they tell us everywhere we play get up and go. <laughs> Hello, Opie. Hi, Parky. So you're really going, huh? Yeah, you know, I'm going to miss you too, Opie, and I want you to know that everything I ever said about you, forget it, because it was true. <laughs> Well, Parky, this may sound kind of sentimental, but I wrote a poem and dedicated it to you. Yeah? I want to read it right now. Well, isn't that nice? Go ahead and read the poem, Opie. Well, the name of this poem is Farewell, Parky Carcass, by Opie Case, copyrighted in 1945. <laughs> What'd you have it copyrighted for? In case Parky wants to steal it. <laughs> oh, go ahead with the poem. Well, here it is. Farewell, Parky Carcass. Yeah. M is for the many times you fed me. And O is for all the money that you I owe. You I owe? You mean I owe you? <laughs> Go ahead. T stands for coffee. T stands for coffee? Yeah, your coffee is too weak to stand by itself. <laughs> Go ahead with the point. Now, H is for the happiness you gave me, and E is for anything. Wait a minute. E is for anything? Up here, you are dopey. Anything starts with N. Now, wait a minute, Parker. <laughs> wait a minute here. Who wrote this poem, Parker? And R is for the oranges. Opie, oranges don't start with R. Round oranges? Oh, forgive me. <laughs> Put them all together, they spell Parky Carcass. Opie, M-O-T-A-T-R doesn't spell Parky Carcass. It spells mother. Look, baby, I just write these poems. I don't figure them out. <laughs> well, come on, Parky. Come on, Opie. It's late and we'd better be going home. Gee, I, I don't know how I'm going to stand seeing this door locked for the last time. <laughs> I cry a little. You won't mind, will you, Parky? I guess women cry at everything. Look, why don't you two kids run along? Uh, being as this is my last night, I'd like to stay here in the restaurant alone for a few minutes. Okay, and good night, Parky. Now, look, don't sit around here all night and brood. Go home and get some sleep. I'll be all right, Betty. Good night, please. See here, I'm going to miss those people. You know, I can't believe that this is my last night here. For the last 18 years, I spent most of my life here, right in these four walls. You know, it's hard to tear myself away now. That's why I just wanted to be here alone with my signs and my fixtures and my food. Just me and my calves' brains. <laughs> and my lamb's tongue. And my pig's feet. <laughs> oh, that must be Betty. I bet she forgot something. Hey, uh, Bob, could I get a cup of coffee? No, we're all closed up, mister. Yeah, I seen the lights was out, but I thought I might be able to get a cup of coffee. Did I, Bob? Well, I never turned down nobody yet. Okay, come on in. I'll have a cup of coffee with you. Separate cups, of course. <laughs> you want cream and sugar? No, I'll tell you what I want, Bob. What? I want to hold you up. Oh, you couldn't hold me up. I'm too heavy. <laughs> Look, never mind. This is a stick. I'll reach for the ceiling. Reach for the ceiling? I'll try, but honest, I'll never make it. I know. <laughs> hey, keep your mouth shut or I'll let you have this gun. Let me have your gun. I don't want your gun. I'm not mad at anybody. All right, can the chatter. Where's the money? What? Money? Oh, this is the best compliment that has happened to me in 18 years. <laughs> Imagine, old... I don't got no money. You're holding up the wrong man. Don't tell me my business. I'm one of the most successful hold-up men in the whole country. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Why do you want to bother with a punk like me? <laughs> Look, all I got is 99 cents. If this ever got in the papers, we'll both be embarrassed. <laughs> what do you mean, embarrassed? Sure, how would I like it when it comes out in the papers that I was held up and all the robber could get from me was 99 cents? I would be ashamed. And how would you like it when all your friends read that in the papers? You'd be ashamed of yourself, too. Sham, sham, sham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're right. The boys would laugh me out of town if they thought I only got a 99-cent haul. Sure. You know, my organization's got a minimum rate of five bucks. <laughs> so, 
I'll tell you what I'll do with you. Why couldn't we make a date and I'll meet you someplace next week? Meanwhile, I'll try to borrow some money. Then you can stick me up and at least get a few dollars. <laughs> that way, neither one of us will be embarrassed. You, uh, you want to make a date for next week, huh? Sure. Well, uh, wait till I look in the engagement book here. Gee, I hope you can fit me in. <laughs> let's see now. Uh, let's see. Uh, I can't meet you the first part of the week because I'm all tied up. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got a knock off a bank on Monday and uh, on Tuesday I got to hijack a truck. Yeah, what about Wednesday? Uh, let's see. Uh, no, no. Wednesday I got to take my wife to the art museum. Yeah. <laughs> okay, make it Thursday. All right, Thursday. Hey, wait a minute. Whoever heard of making a date to get stuck up? I, I ought to get out of here. You're a crazy man. Uh-oh, be careful. Don't bump into that stuff in the aisle, then. I think he fell over something. <laughs> Gee, I hope he's not hurt. Are you all right, mister? Mister, get up. Speak to me. He don't answer. He must be unconscious. <laughs> Gee, I hope he's not dead. Wait, I'll put a mirror in front of his mouth. My, his teeth need fixing. <laughs> I better take him to a hospital right away. <laughs> I heard the police arrested Parky. They found him in that famous gangster, Charlie the Rat, and they think they're pals. So I'm on my way over to the police station to see if I can help him. Yeah, Bob, I just heard about it, too. That's where I'm going myself. Gee, I hope they don't send him up the river. Oh, Opie, I'm sure Parky didn't do anything so that they'd want to send him up the river. Yeah, I sure wouldn't want to see him take a one-way trip in one of them Robert Fulton steamboats. But, Chief, we've told you a dozen times that Parky here was only taking that, that Charlie the Rat to the hospital. Who's going to believe that? Charlie the Rat is one of the most dangerous gangsters in the country. Now, mister, are you ready to sign this confession? Let me read that. I, Parky Akakish, alias Willie the Weasel, <laughs> admit that Charlie the Rat and myself have robbed 12 national banks, held up 15 payroll trucks, broke into 84 jewelry stores. Yes, you did all that, didn't you, Weasel? Look, go easy on that weasel, if you please, sir. I'm going to force you to sign this confession. They don't call me Iron-Willed Mike for nothing. He will not sign anything. Those are not his words. Those are your words. Parky, don't you write your name on that confession. Don't worry, Betty. I'll never write my name on that confession. Why not? I don't know how to write. <laughs> Hello? Yes, sir. I got Willie the Weasel right here. All right, D.A. I'll bring him right over. Okay, Weasel. Come along with me. The D.A. wants to see you. The D.A.? Oh, Parky. David Street sings, There I Said It Again. I love you, there's nothing to hide. It's better than burning inside. I love you. No use to pretend There I've said it again I've said it What more can I say? Believe me, there's no other way I love you And I will to the end There I've said it again I've tried to drum up a phrase that would sum up all that I feel for you. But what good are phrases? The thought that amazes is you love me, and it's heavenly. Forgive me for wanting you so. But one 
thing I want you to know, I've loved you since heaven knows when. There, I've said it again. Well, Mr. Pachycockers, as district attorney of this state, it becomes my duty to tell you uh, that you... please let me go home, Mr. District Maternity. I'm innocent, honest I am. Just one minute. I'm not through with you. Now, you admit that you were with Charlie the Rat at the time he was arrested. Is that true? Yes, but... And you were also aware of the fact that this man that you were associating with is one of the most desperate criminals of all time. I know, but... Now, Mr. Parkycockers, as district attorney of this state, there's only one thing left for me to do. But I think... I'm forced to see that you get what's coming to you. Why should I get what is coming to me? I didn't do nothing. Oh, you didn't, eh? No. Well, we have just found out that you and you alone are responsible for the capture of Charlie the Rat. So here, take this. This is yours. What is? This is a check for $2,500. Right. That's the reward. And may I shake the hand of the bravest man I've ever met. $2,500. Good heavens, he's faded. <laughs> For the further adventures of Parky Carcass, David Street, Betty Rhodes, Opie Cates, and his orchestra, tune in again next Sunday. Same time, same station. Is it a date? Okay. Meet me at Parky. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.